tips and tricks to help your little business be big. This is Little Big Business, powered by Storby. Here's your host, Ruben Jensen. Well, kia ora koutou, and welcome to another episode of Storby's Little Big Business, where we give you tips and tricks on how to help your little business be big. Uh, I am Ruben and bringing you a special uh, New Zealand lockdown edition of this podcast today. I'm recording here from my home here and uh, excited to still be able to connect with you and share uh, with you today uh, through through this podcast and, and remotely as well. So today, in light of uh, the changing state of things in New Zealand and uh, the ongoing state of sort of back and forth in and out of lockdowns in various parts of Australia, we wanted to take a minute to just sort of dive into something that hopefully will help you to take pause and uh, maybe reflect a little bit on what's going on for you as a, as a frontline business and an essential business provider uh, to your community. So the thing that I wanted to dive into today, um, it gets a little bit theoretical, um, but it's actually a concept that I came across quite a few years ago now when I was studying. And uh, it's this idea of response fatigue. So you may or may not have heard of this before, but the long and short of it is it's a theory around the way that people react in crisis situations. And I think it's pretty fair to say that what we're experiencing at the moment does constitute something of a crisis um, and has been for some time, right? It's It's an ongoing health crisis that we're all working our way through and responding to in different ways. So this idea of response fatigue really refers to this idea that there is a different way that people start to react and it starts to explain some of the perhaps less expected ways that people react when they're in this sort of high pressure crisis response situation. So the theory goes that there is a certain level of energy or uh, effort if you like that the average person will act on to support areas of uh, interest in their community at any given time. So this would be your you know, normal person volunteering at say a community group say once a month. Um, it might be just those little common acts of kindness that people would go out of their way to do to support other people in their community. It's a really interesting concept, right? It's this idea that there's, I guess, a finite amount of giving that we all do. I think this will scale, right, with different uh, people depending on your means, depending on the access you have to resources, depending on the job that you do and how much effort you're putting into supporting your community through your day-to-day versus doing it in your own time. Um, All these things play a major part in the amount of effort that we put into supporting our community. And I would even go so far as to say that if you're working in a space like veterinary or pharmacy, as we work with predominantly, uh, or any other sort of community-focused, really service-heavy industry, where you are really focused on supporting your community day in and day out, that energy is probably a little bit higher than the average in terms of the day-to-day things that you're doing to give back to the people that you interact with. Now, it's not all a value judgment either way, right? Like it's all about this idea that as a community, we each contribute different things to keep society moving, to keep us existing happily and healthily and to help people out who maybe can't help themselves out in different situations. So what we see in this sort of crisis situation, right? And a lot of the time this gets applied more specifically to natural disasters. Uh, So we won't go too much into the details of that, but in essence, what tends to happen is that there's a real requirement for people to give a lot more in this space when we're in a state of crisis. 
And we can see this recently, right? I mean, especially for frontline essential workers. Uh, you've been thrown into this position where you're having to essentially put yourself in harm's way. Uh, you're having to support a community that's, uh, in a lot of cases, quite scared, uh, having to process a whole lot of really complex healthcare information that they're not so familiar with understanding the terminology and the, the science that goes in behind these things. And there's a pretty heavy burden on people who are in that space who do have that knowledge, who do have that, I guess, uh, expectation on them from the space where you operate to really give a lot more at this time. And that scales up and down across from your average person who's just going out of their way to do something as simple as wearing a mask, uh, which seems like a really simple action. But when you put it in this context of the wider uh, amount of effort that's required to doing something that's ultimately about the common good, it really can show that people are having to put in that little bit more effort. And that can get really draining over time. So there's two really interesting phenomenon that take place in response to these sort of crisis situations. Uh, and the first of those is for the people who are obviously experiencing that fatigue. And what quite often tends to happen is there's a very strong push when people sort of reach their limit, when they've uh, been dealing with these things for an extended period of time, when they're having to continually give more and more energy above and beyond what they would normally, I guess, allocate. Uh, to supporting their community, to their neighbors, to their family, their friends, whoever it might be, that what we see is a strong push often uh, towards the status quo, towards what existed before the crisis, even if that might not make sense. So again, a simple example would be some of the things we've seen overseas, which has been uh, you know, protests around things like wearing masks um, and resistance against things like the vaccine, which are clearly... Uh, been created by people with the intent of supporting the community, of helping us deal with this crisis. And from a healthcare perspective, something that's really just an essential and quite probably logical thing to do from a healthcare industry standpoint. Uh, one explanation can be that there's actually this resistance that comes from just basically fatigue, from feeling like you've spent so much energy already to uh, respond to this crisis in your own personal situation that there's a real push to go, we actually don't want something new. We don't want a new, even if it's better or safer or more logical or more rational, that there's something comforting and there's something that feels easier about pushing for the status quo. Now, the irony is that that can result in requiring a lot more effort, a lot more discord, a lot more uh, strife uh, than is perhaps warranted. But the reality is, is it's coming from this place of just basically exhaustion. So that's one interesting side to this phenomenon that we can see take place, particularly in significant natural disasters throughout history. And I think there's a lot of parallels with what we're seeing happening at the moment as well in response to this crisis, even here in this part of the world. And so the other thing that you see, though, is what happens when there are nations, and I think New Zealand has been in this position for a while now, maybe less so with our recent lockdown, but overall, we have been witnesses from afar to a lot of the worst that's been hitting the world of this uh, pandemic. We've been very fortunate being a small sort of isolated country that we've been able to live in relative normalcy here for the best part of the last 18 months. And it's only just recently that we've started to see the Delta outbreak come out in our community. And what's interesting is that the reports for our lockdown is that the levels of compliance with some of the uh, expectations around wearing masks, around stay-at-home orders, all of these other things, the rates of vaccination have been relatively high. And part of the 
explanation for that could be that we have been witnessing the fallout in other countries, places like the UK and the US. We've seen how things have unfolded there. And the people of New Zealand have been able to witness the uh, stories through the media about what's been the negative impacts of that situation and been able to take that on board and understand without that fatigue element uh, why those things are important. So I think that's just an interesting dynamic to think about when you're looking at this crisis and trying to understand and get in the mindset um, of why people are perhaps reacting the way they are, why some people are feeling just more exhausted than others around this uh, whole situation that's been unfolding over the last sort of two years. So what does this mean for you if you're in a business that's on the front line of responding to this crisis, which we know a lot of you are. We know that during this lockdown in New Zealand and the rolling lockdowns in different parts of Australia that pharmacies are being called on to support things like the vaccine rollout. You're being called on to support your community even when there's stay-at-home orders and potentially putting yourself and your staff in harm's way to do so. And that's a big ask, right? And you would be understandable. It would be understandable if you were feeling a bit fatigued after the back of that. And for veterinarians as well, you know, particularly here in New Zealand, we know that we've heard there was a shortage already um, of qualified vets in the country. And then this is pushing things further um, to a limit where people are still needing support for their sick or ill animals. Uh, and really, you're the only people who can help with that, right? So what does it mean for you and how can you use this information to help? Well, look. We're not psychologists, obviously. We're a, a software company, and this is just a bit of an interesting um, perspective, I guess. Don't take it as, as gospel by any means. Um, and I'll put a reference in the show notes so that you can uh, look up and read more about this theory if you'd like. It is just that, just a theory. But I hope that by sharing it with you today, what my hope is is that it'll give you a chance to just sort of take pause and reflect on how this dynamic, whether it's exactly what I'm talking about in terms of that fatigue from that extra effort being put into supporting your community, or perhaps it's other things as well that are just causing that extra bit of strain on the uh, resources that you have available, both emotional and otherwise. Now, I can't promise that that's going to solve all your problems, but the hope is that it'll give you a chance to just sort of reflect on how you might be managing those resources. And the best advice that I could give, and the thing that we're seeing from pretty much all angles at the moment is really comes back to the simple message of being kind, being kind to yourself, to those around you, to those you're interacting with, and recognizing that there's a whole lot of complexity that goes beyond just the simple idea of it's not that hard to wear a mask. Um, and this idea that really some people will be dealing with this in a much different way and thinking about it in a much different way without the context that uh, you may have personally, and this goes for all of us, myself included. So I hope that that's just something to give you pause, to reflect on how that's uh, impacting yourself, impacting your staff, impacting your community that you're serving. Uh, and just a reminder to not be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Um, not by any means a situation where I want to be pushing Storby in our products, um, but a reminder that we do operate in that digital space. If you're looking for support in that area, it's if it's not the right time, if it's not a priority right now, we completely understand that you've got so much on your plate. Uh, and what we want to do is remind you that we've, we're here to provide resources and support where we can in our area of expertise. Um, and that's really to help you keep your business operating. And I know that there's a lot of businesses uh, from big to small and probably yourself included who are offering that support to their community and to the people that they interact with. 
So that's all for today. Just a bit of a short, sharp dive into something that might just give you a bit of food for thought at this time, a bit of a potentially different way of framing uh, the things that we're seeing around the world and the different impacts that we're seeing of this whole pandemic playing out. We don't want to drown you in this content and uh, keep dredging up these issues, but it is obviously important that you're taking care of yourself and that you're continuing to be able to provide that essential service to your community. So that's all from us today. I hope that you found that helpful, found that interesting at least. Um, feel free to leave a comment uh, about your own experience. If you've found a similar sort of uh, a feeling or you've been thinking about similar sort of concepts or if that flags anything for you that you think that that's actually uh, relevant and reflects your own experience, we'd love to hear from you and uh, share this with anyone you think would find it in interesting as well. Um, but that's all for now. Uh, remember, you can follow us on social media. Check us out at storby.com slash littlebigbusiness. And uh, until next time, ka kite.